1: Hi, welcome along to episode 698 of The Milk Bar. Jason Forrest here with you as ever and coming up on the show this week we've got music from Alex Van hearing about his brand new album You Shine. We meet two of the cast of Peter Pan from Bilston Operatic that's on stage at The Grand this week. We'll be finding out as well about the Joe Loss Orchestra who are appearing at One Born Civic. That's on the way. Alexandra Burke is along to let us know how she loves having photos printed around her home and on top of that we'll also be hearing from Rod Bissett all about the latest from the Grange players that's on the way on the show this week Peter Pan will be on stage and in the air around the Grand Theatre in Wolverhampton courtesy of Bilson Operatic from the 8th through to the 12th of November I'm joined now by Peter Pan himself aka Fergus Edwards and Zach Hollingshead who is being smee how are you doing? you good? very well thank you how How are you? thank you all good here. So, uh, Peter Pan, it's a good, fun one, and this is a bit festive. You're basically
2: setting the scene for the Christmas period, aren't you? Indeed, yeah. It's a big weight on my shoulders, but, I mean, I'm excited to do it. Very so, excited. Now, obviously, Peter Pan
1: is renowned for his flying. Um, now, we know that in the real world, Zach has an interest in animals and, and flying creatures. Have you been to the zoo to
2: see how you actually fly, or is it all going to be relied on fairy dust? <laughs> I have been to the zoo And I haven't been flying myself yet But very soon we're going into the theatre And we will be flying So I'll have to teach them You'll have to tell me how to do that, actually Like I've like
0: done
2: I, like myself He'll yeah. yeah. be, be yeah, pulling the rope on you
3: Well, I'm, I could always bring some of our train birds To, like, pick him up um,
0: you
1: know. That would work I'm, I'm convinced already But uh, Peter Pan, great role to play And uh, it's, it's, you know it's one of those where the, you get to be the boy who never grows up, and uh, does that sum you up already?
2: I think so. I think. I mean, to be honest, Peter Pan has been a very difficult role to play because you know at the start I just thought, right, he's a boy and he's cheeky and that's it, that's done. But going through the motions, he's got he's got problems, he has got issues, and so it's been very tricky to to combine that. Um. So obviously, I've been, I've watched, I've. Watched Peter Pan again, and I've seen some shows, but going through the motions of Peter Pan, it's been very, it's been very difficult. But I think cheeky and cheeky with issues, you're yeah. Cheeky with issues yeah. is me. So, <laughs> so it covers that, it, doesn't it? Really? Yeah. Know, but let, let's <laughs> not go into
1: what issues you're going to have being Smee, then, because so you, you get to be occasionally evil.
3: Occasionally evil, yeah. But um, we're, um, Dan Smith and I. We're we're trying to provide a little bit of comic uh, comic relief through the show as well. Um, uh, th- this one's got all the beautiful numbers, the, the music in it is really, really stunning, and and Ferg sings it really, really beautifully. So, um, those guys get all the nice music. So, we, I guess, uh, our job is we'll allow him to have the comedy, that's a bit of, bit of comic relief, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it is good fun to be part of. And uh, I think the, the other problem we're going to have is, I mean, it's, I mean, Zach, you stand next to the boy, you never grew up. You we seem to be looking younger these days as well. I mean, we I'm trying to show how yeah. you do it either. It's the Botox, darling. Botox. Oh, <laughs> every time. <laughs>
0: Don't tell anybody. <laughs> but
1: it does get to be fun. And uh, I think Peter Pan, it's, it's a nice traditional tale, isn't it? It's one that we've all grown up with. I mean, it's more than 100 years old now. So even people as old as the hills have grown up with it. And uh, I, I think
2: the way it's kind of evolved to still tell a, a tale which is relevant today. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it's. The show we're doing—it's—it's—it follows the same lines as Peter Pan that we all know, but I mean the songs are different, and it, it does take a different, a different twist on the show. But it's all the original stuff is still there for everyone to love and enjoy. Yeah. Yeah, I think what people are. Ex-
3: Expecting is all there, but there's also new elements and, and, and as Ferg's saying, completely new score. We've got an incredible set. We've got a full orchestra. We've got um, flying, obviously, special effects, uh, costumes. It's it is a spectacular
1: show. Yeah. And a, and a human-sized dog, I'm hoping.
3: Uh, well, it's it's uh, uh, our dog is called Bear. He's a lovely, slobbery little... <laughs> not <laughs> little, <laughs> he's huge. a big,
2: massive... <laughs> yeah. He's lovely, though, isn't he? Yeah, he's <laughs> awesome,
1: yeah. So we get to meet uh, basically the whole family, uh, including Wendy and the gang, uh, when it comes to uh, bringing the show to life. And uh, shout out to some of the other cast because these are all names that we will know from uh, the brilliant uh, amateur musical theatre scene we have in the city. Yes, uh, yeah, as I said,
3: we've got Dan Smith as Hook, Amy Frost is playing our storyteller, uh, narration, providing narration all the way through the show, Um, Maddie is playing uh, Wendy. Um, Who else have we got in our show? Oh, I
1: don't need him to mention else. <laughs> Jet <laughs> Austin Richards as Michael, Joseph Cowan right. is John, Lydia Hackett plays Mrs. Darling, and uh, oh, there, there's, and there's a good Mrs. cast. So I, I, you could tell I was reading that as well. But it's, I mean <laughs> the, the, the further fun bit is you've got Laura Canadine uh, who's done the brilliant choreography in this too. Oh, she's awful. She's terrible.
2: (laughs) Now I'm standing up for Laura.
3: (laughs) (laughs) No, she's great, and she's a joy to work with. uh, We've done loads of shows with Laura. She's been the producer for Bilston for um, more years than she probably cares to. (laughs) uh, More (laughs) years than you think was possible based on her young years. Uh, Exactly, yeah, exactly. But it's um, it's great to be back, because... Um Laura's a friend to us as well, not just the oh, boss, yeah, not just the boss of the company. You know, in terms of production, but um, yeah, her choreography, her direction, um, she's she's brought all her skills to the table for another spectacular show.
1: Well, we, we expect nothing less from any of our local groups. Bilston being is ever one of the the groups that contains so many stars, so much talent. And I'm just saying that, just just looking at you two. I mean that, that, that is, there's a huge amount of talent just there. And the rest of the stage is going to be full of the stuff too. 01902 is the box office number for the Grand Theatre. You can get online at grandtheatre.co.uk to get your tickets that way. And, of course, you can check out the Bilston pages on Facebook and online too. Absolutely, yeah, definitely. Yeah, and Instagram. We're big on Instagram these days. We've got 12 followers. That, right. <laughs> we will we, we'll expect to see that increase uh, throughout this run, mostly just because of Ferguson leggings.
2: Oh, definitely, Yeah. No, no one will say anything else, really. I mean, I've done two shows <laughs> with Bilston, both times, leggings. And the thing is, <laughs> in his leggings, he has to be hoisted up on these
3: harnesses, and we've got two words, and it's moose knuckle.
4: <laughs> let's not let's have that thought. I'm, I'm,
1: uh, I've got to have me dinner in a bit. Right, <laughs> thank you, boys. Have a great time. Break a leg on stage. Don't break your harness. And we look forward to seeing you at the Grand from the 8th through to the 12th of November. Thanks,
2: Amazing. Jason. Thank you very much. Uh,
1: Whenever I interview Alex Van, I have to mention the fact that I first interviewed him in the 90s. He doesn't look any older, uh, although his wigs uh, aren't as good as they used to be. He joins me now with a brand new album. Hello, sir.
4: Hello. Yeah, okay.
1: Oh, good. And uh, it... I've really enjoyed listening to your music for all this time. The number of different gigs, events, radio shows and podcasts that we've done together. It, 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 it's, it's in the 20s uh, because you, you, we, we, uh, there's, there's that much good stuff about. And, you know, I've, I've seen your work popping up all over the place, uh, up and down the country, uh, your artwork on other people's albums. It's just been a crazy time. And of course, you designed my podcast logo for me. I have to get the thanks out of the way first the important bit is though there's a new album and it has been doing rather well in just over a week since its release
4: it's all right yeah it's going quite well i'm very pleased with it
1: so tell me about you shine
4: you shine is a proper labor of love i would call it um it's been a while since my last cd which was back in 2014 Mm -hmm. so that's eight years ago and since then i've been working on this really um so what I wanted to do was slightly different because I felt that all my recordings before before were kind of very acoustic based and quite demo-ish and raw, which I love. And Don't get me wrong, I think that's fantastic. But I just wanted to do one album where I pushed the boat out, you know, and sort of had a lot of production, um, a lot of different instruments, a lot of different musicians involved, and really went to town with it and create a sound that I felt I'd been going after for years and years and years. And... You Shine Is It.
1: Well, coming on. you visited all of those elements before, though, and I seem to recall there was, wasn't there an epic four-album set that we had which had got various levels of studio work in it too? So this is, you having enjoyed doing bits of that in the past and then, as you say, absolutely going for it the whole hog this time.
4: Yeah. Well, yeah, that was Silhouettes and Pirouettes you're talking about. It was volume one to four. They were all recorded at home, you see. Mm -hmm. And so I always think, well... I love to work with other people, but quite often when you're a musician and a solo artist, especially, you do tend to get sort of insular and you you work on your own a lot, which again is great. Don't mind that. But sometimes you benefit from other people's ideas as well, And particularly going into a studio like M2, who have got like two fantastic people to work with, two producers um really push you to your limits you know think of different ideas and then it's all about the arrangements all about the orchestration because I've got string sections on this as well and, and do you learn new things about your song when you do that all the time yeah definitely so just to explain a little bit of the process over the last eight years then because I started recording this on uh, various devices and one of my go-tos was the zoom not this zoom but the Zoom Corporation company do like um, hard drive, multi-track recorders, portable studios, really.
1: Actually, I've got one just over here. uh, And it's in its it's its box, I've just dropped something. But there's one in there. Uh, And it's amazing what you can get on eight tracks, isn't it?
4: Well, mine was 12 tracks, I think. And Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So really it's just a step up from those analog devices we used to know in the nineties, you know, the tape the TASCAM, the, the tape, I think the, yeah,
1: if the four-track tape machine that we had. Oh, we had this one at school. That's how I know
4: you about can these do things. A lot of damage with that as well. They if you do a lot if you you know you know how to use it properly. You can like it. If you dropped around. it on your foot as well, they were every lots of damage there. Um but so, yeah, so it started on there, and then I had a crisis. I did exactly that. I dropped it and <laughs> um, cracked the motherboard, so that was not doing anything. So I had to buy an exact replica of that um, off one of these um, sites I won't name. but It was you know, eBay. It was eBay. And um, picked it up and managed to swap over the hard drive. So I managed to save on all my, all my uh, demos, thank God. Uh, and then uh, bought a Mac last year. Mm-hmm. So i got a whole new world of GarageBand, which before I thought was a bit of a gimmick, you know, not really worth looking at until I realised it's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Everything that I wanted to do and I was like, oh man, like a, a kid with a new toy.
1: And it's free. It's included. Well, it's free with a Mac, but yeah.
4: <laughs> I can't it. I thought I'd had to spend thousands on a DAW um but didn't have to no so then i managed to get all the stems off which is something new to me i'd never worked like that because the studio are asking for stems which is basically each recording part every part of your song and some of the songs have got multiple parts like Mm -hmm. you know double figures so quite complex um and then take them all into the studio and say there you are (laughs) work with us (laughs) and uh, one of the interesting things was actually about the drums because Mm. um, again sort of being on my own I'm not a drummer I don't have a drum kit so I tend to use drum machines and I didn't realize that you could uh, I could work with Nick uh, who's the drummer in my band after I'd recorded the songs I thought we'd always have to start with drums first and then do Mm -hmm. work up that way that we used to do with rock bands in the 90s uh they said so long as you, your drummer could play to music then he could play along to the track after you've recorded it and that's exactly what we did so it was working and you can tweak things these days anyway as wick can't you wow uh, it's fantastic and then the, the songs that have got drum machine on because there are a few of those on the album as well um they've sampled nick's bass and snare so it still sounds like a live kit and so but this, it's still it nick as well which t- is a good thing yes yeah so it, yeah, the it across the problem. album yeah, something weird. It sounds like it all belongs to one album. Um, I'm really pleased with it because it's I like to have an album that's got lots of uh light and shades, you know, lots of different things on it. For example, White Album by the Beatles, for example, you've got How to Skelter on there, which is rock and roll, heavy rock, really. Mm-hmm. Um and then you've got Blackbird, which is the complete opposite end of the spectrum. So on my album now, yeah, I've got some things that are very poppy. There's some rock on there. And then you've got the acoustic uh, things as well.
1: How did you manage to get just to one album with this? Because again, yeah, Silhouette so and Pirouettes, there's a reason it was four albums. Uh, you are, I think prolific is an understatement when it comes to the, your, your songwriting at times. You do love to put pen to paper and come up with some amazing work.
4: What had happened is um, over the time, over the years, I've been involved in different projects. For example, the Charlie Grigg projects, which was about the black country artist who nobody knew about, you know, he worked in a bedroom upstairs, but he crafted all the um, Desperate Dan characters and Corky the Cat in Mm -hmm. the Beano and the Dandy comics that you and I remember. And um, he he lived in the black country and nobody knew that, you know, the kids were walking past his house every day. I didn't realise that. Person drawing <laughs> comics was upstairs. Um, sadly, he had dementia later on in life. And so I got involved with the projects about that and I wrote two songs. So that was like one thing. And then um, uh, another story was that I'd, I'd gone for a run and I'd found this um, you know how they leave um, flowers sometimes when there's been a terrible accident. I'd found this Christmas tree. Uh, which i was uh, intrigued by because it wasn't christmas mm. and then there was a plaque dedicated to these two girls you see and then i went home and researched and i found out this it's terrible tragedy um and so i wrote a song about that to celebrate their lives really it's not a depressing morose song but it was you know I found out about their characters and I thought it'd be nice to celebrate that and so and there was other things as well and different things I, I got involved in um there was one in um Sneed in Warsaw I uh, Got involved in a, a project about that, and the residents of the estate put some words together for a poem, and then I put some music to that. And so there was quite fragmented, really. And at the end of a few years, I thought um, there's all these different things that I've been involved in, but I haven't actually recorded them or put them in, you know, in the same place together that people can enjoy. Because um, I think that's probably a thing that happens now in the world of streaming and internet, that things are a bit more fragmented and people stream and download as so they feel, you know. Well, they, they look
1: at an album, they see the one that's most popular and probably only download that and the next one down sometimes, don't they?
4: Yeah. So, and also with social media, it's like, oh, here's a YouTube video or here's a, you know, a Facebook video or something like that. And it's clips, or time clips. Um, There's like things that are solid, you know, solid things that you can put in a package and say, this is you know, something that I believe in and I want to share with the world. And that's really what the reason was. It was trying to gather all these things together. i had done some songwriting as well with a guy called Carl Hodson. Mm -hmm. Um, And they were very sort of um, sketchy ideas. You know, you get your little phone out and you record things that just come off the top of your head Mm -hmm. and uh, you forget about them. And then all of a sudden you accidentally come across them. And there was quite a lot of songs like that. And there was three that I chose for this album again, because I thought they can be worked up. They can be very big different. Because again, it's not just me writing, it's working with somebody else who might have a different view, a different um, idea. Mm-hmm. It's always good to sort of collaborate.
1: Well, th- we we have uh, a whole album of amazing work, uh, Infinite Universe. Tell us a little bit of the tr- bit of track we're going to hear. We're holding it up, look, Jason. Is it, you- I'm modelling the album again.
4: <laughs> camouflage against my shirt, but there's it. <laughs> infinite universe was one of those social media things so um, actually it started with a trip to new york as you do you know as you go to casually uh, yeah actually just flew off to new york for inspiration ended up at the natural history museum which has got the hayden planetarium attached to it
0: mm-hmm.
4: was just in there i always heard about it or heard about people going to planetariums i thought well not really i'm not a, a geek like that you know i'm not really into space or anything like that However. When I went into this, this show, this 360 degree extravaganza and explained how the stars in the universe work, it just blew me away, you know, I just thought this is incredible and how tiny we are, you know, in this universe and how infinite the universe is.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: So I came home with these ideas and I've got to write something about this. It's so profound, it's so important. Put it out on Facebook as a demo and I said to people, you know, if you've got any ideas about words or where it should go, or a title, and people fed back, you know, in the comments, and the title came from that comment, and so it was a collaboration, I guess, with uh, the public in a way, and uh, really pleased the way that came out. And
1: we will listen to it in a moment or two's time. However, before we do, let's have a full plug for the album and uh, where we can find it, and of course, uh, a bit of a back catalogue which will be out there as well.
4: Yes. Well, this is the album. Can I just also mention the artwork very quickly?
1: Yeah, the, the fellow who did it is quite good.
4: It came from, you know, I've got this company called Real Arts Workshops, yep. and uh, we do work with community groups and charities and all sorts of um, people, educational groups, all sorts. And then one of the things that we do is this um, dot painting, which the Australians and the Africans and other Indigenous people do, and it's quite effective. You get a, a black piece of paper, and you just you can either use acrylic paints and a cotton bud and just you know make patterns that way, mm-hmm. or oscar pen advertising again um, like a, a pen that's very uh opaque mm-hmm. you use the nib obviously to create things so this was the drawing that i did on a online session mm-hmm. with a community group uh during covid and uh, the group made their own and this is the sample that i made and i thought that's quite a nice image so i've used that on the cover and there's some examples here of what other people have done
1: oh that's fantastic uh, yeah we got we have a lizard and uh uh, are we a person with it so, uh, so yeah I mean great for that and we can find that
4: online as well can we can we see more of that if you go to my website alexvan.net uh if people want to do their own version of a drawing as well they can send that to me um me by the website yeah that'd be good
1: and be very much like the gallery of uh take heart back in the day yeah the my vision on yeah so uh Alex Van we always have to mention has two N's on the end of it so alexvan.net check out the details there it's always a pleasure to talk to you sir thank you again for joining us and we're loving the new music thank you for having me
0: Of all that we know one can see, but what do you do when the planets start to fall like heaven couldn't come With a sense of?
1: for the Joe Loss Orchestra on Friday, the 11th of November. It's taking place at Womble Civic Centre. To tell us more, I'm joined now by Todd Miller and also by Leslie Roberts-Armitage. Hello to you both.
0: Hi. Hi,
1: y'all. Uh. Right, so first of all, uh, Todd, we will start with you. Uh, your involvement with uh, the Jodos Orchestra goes back some time, as we say. And I think your, your first TV appearance uh, with them is in 1974. But give us a bit of the background to this story and the amazing music you've been sharing over the years.
5: Well, the, um, I joined in 1972, um, which means that this next year now I've been... In the Joel or for 50 years, which Mm -hmm. I don't know where it's gone, to be quite honest. I joined (laughs) in Blackpool, they did a very long season, four Mm -hmm. months. He he never told me that I got the job. (laughs) So Joe
1: sort of teased you, led you on, let you play, and then finally gave you the gig. 50
5: years. It's the longest, (laughs) yeah, exactly. But it's the longest audition on record. (laughs) <laughs> Absolutely. And I joined in '72, <laughs> and I've been with Joe what um, fifty years. But I was actually with Joe eighteen years before he became ill.
0: Mm-hmm.
5: And um, in 1989, he asked me uh, to to carry the orchestra on, uh, because I'd been with him so long on on the front of the orchestra so i grabbed it with both hands and and i've been here ever since i've been pan leader for 30 years i can't believe it
1: (laughs) but i mean uh, the the part of it is the music that you're you're keeping alive bringing to life and the way that sound inspires so many people and i think that's a a massive part of it isn't
5: lost philosophy um, it's not like people think where it's um, strict tempo dance music. It's been variety. He plays the music of always played the music of the day, and he always emphasized on uh, entertainment, not just you know going through the courses and playing playing the music. We we all had to entertain the people, and that's why it's lasted. Mm-hmm. That, that philosophy, variety, and, and value for entertainment.
1: Yeah, and uh, I mean, Joe appeared with Derek Jameson on TV back in the day, and it kind of officially handed over the reins. So, uh, although you say the apprenticeship's got on, he he, he made it clear that uh, he wanted you to, to to continue to bring this music yeah, to life. Yeah. And and Leslie, tell us uh, about uh, your involvement in this amazing event we've got coming up on the eleventh of November.
6: Yes, I was with um, the. And from 1980 to 86 and I left in 86 after you know a great time and then I've been coming back nearly every year to, as a guest singer and it's gone on from there really so it's happened it's been like 41 or 42 times now I think that the Colton Hills dance has been going on because obviously I was a pupil there mm-hmm. um so that was still amazing I'm, I'm still amazed <laughs> I'm still doing it
1: <laughs> yeah, but very much like Todd's 50 yeah, year apprenticeship, uh, you, you've really been the guest, even though the yes. regular uh, yes, all that time. Exactly.
6: It, yes, exactly, yes. And I, I
1: think it's part of that, it's not quite casual approach, but sort of the relaxed way of, of doing this and bringing so, so much talent into one place. It really has, has, has fed this on and kept it going for the, the 50 it years. That, uh,
6: it's, it's such a fun night. And as Todd just said, you know, it's the variety of the music. I mean, everyone wants to go and have a sort of do the, the ballroom dancing. But these days, everyone also wants to, have, they want to have a party. So there's a party atmosphere added on there as well. So you get the whole thing with the band. You don't just get, you know, this is the, the strict tempo stuff. You do get that and the big band stuff which is great, but you also, so get the—it's
1: great fun. Fun and music do go together so well, and I think that's an important part of it. And Todd, with this event and the one-one Civic on the eleventh of November, obviously uh, a poignant day as well. And uh, you know, the the, the remembrance that sort of will be taking place across the country as far as part well. Armistice and on the uh, the Sunday follows, uh, remembering some amazing music and 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 talent gone. Uh, it's it, it's still going to be uh, a brilliant party, but probably a chance to sort of celebrate uh, that as well as you as you're there for some uh, amazing tunes that night.
5: It's all about a variety of celebration. We say, you know, any age group can come along. Um, it's in the mood to uptown funk. <laughs> I mean, and anything in between. Uh, mainly people who remember, you know, the 60s, 70s, 80s and 90s, the back mm-hmm. end of the 20th century. But um, it's amazing that it goes on from year to year, you know, and we, we had like everybody else in the business, a major uh, stumbling block with uh, the COVID because mm-hmm. what we do, uh, getting people together, having a good time, uh, was exactly what wasn't required for almost two years. <laughs> and so, um, The whole of the business, the live business, has suffered for that reason.
1: Well, the event itself, as I say, is coming up on Friday the 11th. How do we get hold of tickets?
5: It's Keith Berry, I I think, is the main um, administrator of it. Um, I've not got his his number to hand, but um, I'm sure you might have.
1: I absolutely have. You can give Keith a shout on 7899 That's 07899-565-302. And do check out the website for the uh the, the Womble and Civic Hall and uh, you'll be able to get tickets that way too. But uh it's gonna be an amazing music night. Uh and again, Leslie, have you got something that you're looking forward to singing on the night?
6: I just enjoy it all, really. I, I like that being with the band, you know. Again, and, and and just enjoying the camaraderie and the music and the, the, the talented musicians and singers. It's just, it's just the whole thing for me. Uh, I really enjoy being back there. I still sometimes think I'm back in the '80s if I'm sitting by the side of the stage and I sort of sit there and they start playing some of the old, the the, the big band stuff. I could, mm-hmm. I, I transport myself back sort of 40 years mm-hmm. ago. It's well, really, really strange, but it's it, really good it, really it, fun. It, it's the I fun yeah
1: it's the fun element that makes a difference isn't it and uh, and todd what is it for you that's going to stand it, there it, what
5: well funny enough it's the living on the edge point of view because we don't have a <laughs> strict program we 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 actually take requests on the night um, but uh, because we're all professional uh, musicians and singers and I've been for a long, a long time um, it's that side of it I enjoy. If somebody asks for something that you might not have done for 30 years, <laughs> it's the, you know, living on the edge and sticking it up and, and just doing it. Yeah, yeah well, trying
6: to remember the songs. <laughs> you, have to be well,
5: you know, Leslie, you know the rule. When in <laughs> doubt, dance.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> Covers anything. Well, yes, yeah. yeah, so it's going to be an amazing night. The Joe Loss Orchestra, the Golden Celebration, all taking place at the Wamboon Civic Hall. We've got a, a, an amazing talent just on this call, that alone, Ham, which is going to be on that stage on the night. It's going to be absolutely brilliant. But now Todd Miller and Leslie roberts armitage thank you both for joining us.
6: Love it. Thank you.
5: Pleasure. <laughs>
0: And you know
1: Brits on average take eight attempts to get the perfect picture for social media and men are worse than women when it comes to getting the images right. To tell us more, I'm joined now by the one and only Alexandra Burke. Good afternoon.
7: Good afternoon. How are
1: you? I'm good. I hope we find you well.
7: I am really good thank you for asking really really good
1: fantastic now over 18 million of us will delete a photo if the background reveals a mess with one in 10 betraying friends and posting an unattractive image of them because they're in the same shot and it looks fantastic and when this research done by Fujifilm does tell us some of our habits and some of them are good and some of them are bad when it comes to putting our pictures online
7: yeah i mean look it's it's this this survey done by my fujifilm for their million moments campaign is absolutely uh, just just astonishes me with the facts that they've found out because, you know, so Brits, one of the facts are Brits take on average eight attempts to get the perfect picture for social media. Well, let me tell you hand on heart and just telling you the truth, it's taken me so many more attempts to get that perfect <laughs> picture. And I'm not going to lie to you. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's like, that's how social media at the moment has kind of trained us to make sure pictures are perfect. And in the last few months since giving birth, I have realized that you don't need to live in that world and i've never liked the word perfect you know who decides what perfect is um you know at the end of the day we're all unique we're all special in our own individual ways and why not live in the moment why not just post that picture um that you think has that you know wrong angle or has less in the background or whatever it is any excuse that you why you wouldn't post it you should just post it because those probably are the photos that are the most authentic ones Mm -hmm. um that you
1: Post. yeah and, and it's ones that show you off as uh and, and the life you're living and it, it can be a, a, a bit of fun and, and and yeah the background in itself it, it really just shows what's going on around you and the, and the world in which you, you live and absolutely it, it, be authentic and uh, when it comes to though it, those are the pictures which will give people an insight into who we are and, and it's always good to share that with your friends Though if you're going a bit further afield it always watch your privacy settings online but if it's just your mates it's all good
7: yeah, I just, I also think even if, if it's not, it's like, you know, we live in this world at the minute where social media is such a big thing. And we, I think what's great about this campaign is it's encouraging the younger generation to understand that actually you can, you can show these true, authentic moments without having to feel pressure of social media. And, wh- and, you know, these conversations have to start somewhere. But otherwise, we're all going to live in this little bubble of, of wanting things to be quote unquote perfect, which is not a reality um, at all
1: yeah and i think it's the filters sometimes don't help and the changes they make to pictures and then we end up with the sort of negativity around uh, body image when people get in unrealistic expectations or become insecure and those are things which we shouldn't go through in life we all are who we are and we should all thrive on that
7: Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And I think, you know, once, once there is an understanding about that, things, you know, hopefully will change with people wanting to just show their true authentic selves online. And, and don't get me wrong, like, you know, social media has its pros and cons. And I think that, you know, for the younger generation, it's really the time now to encourage them to understand that social media isn't the be all and the end all. You have to, you have to really take that on board because it can be quite damaging at times.
1: So when it comes to pictures as well, though, I mean, my favourite way of enjoying photos is printed out on the wall or or around the room. Oh, yeah. I'm I'm not a fan of digital photo frames, but I do like to have selected photos. and, And even if you just print them out and then swap them around a bit and they have different pictures around, it's all nice to have something real and tangible to hold, isn't it? Yeah.
7: Absolutely. And you know, it's really funny because I have pictures everywhere. I print pictures all the time. So like even when I'm on tour and in my dressing rooms, I've always got pictures up. In my house, it's all framed. I've got photo albums. Like I'm that kind of person that's got pictures on cups, on cushions. Like I'm that <laughs> person. So For me, I always like to look around and see a memory uh, and not just be consumed on my phones t- in order to, to achieve looking at that memory or to, to remember a memory.
1: And it's, it is a nice way of sharing it as well. And particularly with Christmas on the way, uh, it's, it's a great way of sharing those memories from the last year, all those good moments, and your chance to uh, to say to someone, look, I enjoyed this moment, I enjoyed sharing it with you, here is a picture of us together.
7: Yeah, I think it's really, really beautiful. And, you know, because, like, even with the survey that my Fujifilm have done, two-fifths admit that they do, they have previously lost photos that were stored on an electronic device. It's like, well, yeah you're going to lose, you could lose it, there's a chance that you could, but, you know, the likeliness of you losing your photo album is, is, is quite, you know, it's slimmer because you probably could lose your phone dropping it down, you know, a drain or, you know, just, you know, locking yourself out of, of a phone, which I've currently done and locked myself out of a phone and I can't get access to photos and memories. So, you know, these things, they do happen
1: yeah and uh, you can even get instagram inspiration as well with the way in which the photos are printed and uh, they they if you sign up their newsletter you get twenty free 6x4 prints as well so it's a nice easy way of getting into it to sort of be able to share something as, as soon as possible
7: absolutely well yeah i mean it's 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 so for me it's all about printing i just think the old school way of being is is the one for me because there's nothing better, better than having the physical form in your hands.
1: And I, I suppose with their personalised calendar range as well, you're somebody who already has a personalised calendar, aren't you? There'll be one. There'll be an Alexander Burke official calendar out there. But you can create ones for the family too, which are yeah, even more special than the, the ones people buy of you from the, uh, the their local calendar shop.
7: No, it's really funny. I actually got one for Christmas last year and it's one of my favourite things is to turn each month and see what different photo they've picked. Um, of, of me, and it was actually one of my agencies that's done it for me. It was so brilliant. I still have it now, um, and it's just—it's great. It's—it's uh, it's downstairs in my in my hallway, and it's a nice little feature.
1: <laughs> and I, th- I think I like the fact as well, as you mentioned uh, having uh, pictures on mugs uh, I, th- I like the fact you can get things like a, a printed water bottle as well with that family photo on it it could be a, a reminiscence oh, of a holiday from the you know, June or something or, we're in, or July with glorious sunshine <laughs> and take it with you everywhere <laughs> with water <laughs> inside
7: yeah and my Fuji film actually um, give people access to be able to print stuff as well in their stores and stuff so you can actually head down to one of their stores and actually print so many different so many different options that you can do right, and online
1: where do we go for more information? <laughs>
7: Um, MyFujiFilm.co.uk for more information on their survey and their new competition that they have out. A Million Moments Competition in which they're asking the nation to share their very best moments before the memories like this is amazing you can win a host of prizes online
1: that's well worth a check out too and what are you up to at the moment what are we expecting next back off maternity leave yet
7: oh gosh I went back two (laughs) months after (laughs) giving (laughs) birth I probably went back very very soon but I'm enjoying it and baby is thriving and uh, everything is wonderful and I also have my new um, vinyl that's been released on November 18th From my first album Overcome, it's now been released on vinyl um, to celebrate one million sales. So things are just um, in a happy, lovely little place.
1: That's one of your million memories, I suppose, isn't it?
7: Oh, gosh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I might even enter the competition with me holding the vinyl. I think that'd be good. (laughs) Oh, yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Alexandra, lovely to speak to you. Thank you for joining us and keep enjoying taking your snaps.
7: Cheers. Thank you.
1: The wonderful world of Rod Bissett revolves around several theatre companies. Is here now to tell me exactly what's going on? Because I I think I've just missed a really good one. Uh, There's going to be some more amazing stuff between now and Christmas, I'm going to guess.
8: Rod, how are you doing? I'm all well. How are you doing, Jason? Oh, we're coping, which is what counts. So what is going on then? Well, as you've said, yeah, you have just missed us doing A Month of Sundays, which was received very wonderfully by all of our audience. However, you can make it up to us by coming to see our next production, which is uh, Agatha Christie's Go Back for Murder. Ooh, okay. Explain
1: the, the tale behind this one, then, because sometimes Agatha Christie stories change title. What's the background to this?
8: So, yeah, this one was originally written as a Hercule Pro, uh story. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for this uh, version, he's been taken out and replaced with a completely different character. Uh huh. And so it... It centres around um, a lady called Carla Crail, whose mother was um, uh, sent to prison and unfortunately died there for the murder of her husband, Amius Crail. Mm -hmm. For her whole life, Carla has been convinced that her mother was innocent and so basically seeks to pull all the people back who were there on that fateful day to try and work out exactly what happened and who was ultimately responsible for the death of her father.
1: Oh, that sounds amazing. That's rather good, isn't it? So we'll be able to see that. one. is this one Grange or is it uh, Fellowship? This one is a Grange production. So Grange at the Grange uh, Theatre. So that's that's two in one in that one. Uh, and uh, because you, you're involved with Fellowship as well. And does that mean you've got something else on the way with them? No,
8: I've not got anything to do with the Fellowship at the moment, uh, although they've got another Agatha Christie coming up uh, in this sort of Easter time where they're doing a play called Spider's Web.
1: Oh, so it's almost like a big extended season of Agatha Christie. taking place at uh, the Grange Theatre um, and then uh, you know, uh, being done by two different companies. Who, As we said, you, you've got loads of crossover normally, haven't you? And you? You share members here, there and everywhere.
8: Oh, absolutely, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: So uh, that, that's what to looking out for So Grange Players,
8: Grange Theatre What are the dates? So uh, Go Back for Murder is opening on the 22nd of November And runs all the way through up until uh, December 2nd So that's it, uh, yeah, and, and that's
1: kind of into when Panto season starts In the rest of the, uh, the theatre world So it sort of fits nicely just before all that sort of kicks off
8: Oh absolutely, yes
1: an amazing cast, and say we. I, I, I still. I have to be. I'm embarrassing. you still haven't had a chance to get over there. I, I will make sure I come to this one. Okay.
8: Oh, absolutely! You, you, you better do, or we'll hold you to that. Okay,
1: that's, that's a promise. I will make it along to this one. We'll work out dates uh, later on. We'll even do a review and everything. It'll be quite exciting. Uh, but oh, fantastic! Uh, I think it is nice though that there is this theatre, this literally just down the road in Warsaw, that, that has got here yeah, brings it to life. And uh, over in Sutton, the, the Sutton Arts uh, Theatre, it, there's lots of these nice little groups which mm-hmm. really are producing some fine quality uh, shows. And it gives not only chance for people to go along and see something they wouldn't normally see because you can do these on a scale that works for the sort of size theatre you're running and to run it for you know a few weeks and you know, get a good number of people through and onto those seats with the uh, an experience that you just wouldn't get in a big theatre these days.
8: Oh, absolutely. I mean, what what we try and do is although we are classed as amateur dramatics, that just means that we don't take a salary. We don't make it. You know. Us as actors or the backstage group don't get paid for it. We do mm. it because we love to do it. But that doesn't then mean that the, the quality that we put on for our audiences are any less. Mm-hmm. And I know that
1: with all the groups we have across the Midlands, uh, where, whichever the theatres they're performing at, admittedly, the, the actors aren't getting paid, but there is a cost of putting the theatre on, which is the reason you pay for your tickets, and also for the, you pay the, uh, the, the writers of the shows. But equally, it, it, it isn't it's not not professional. It is just not paid work. And uh, mm-hmm. there are lots of people in these groups who do also do paid work and they, they drop into this to enjoy
8: themselves and express their craft. Oh, absolutely. And like I said, we, we take everyone, uh, you know, of all abilities who just have an interest in theatre, whether they want to be on stage or just help out or put something back into their community.
1: And there's always a role for somebody somewhere. And even if they, they can't act to save their life, because I, mean, I I couldn't do that. I just can't. I don't get it. It just doesn't work for me. But uh, yeah, some people, uh, I, I can press buttons, see, So I could do sound if I wasn't for that. Like, I'm too busy already. But, uh, you know, there's, 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 there's lots of things that people can do to get involved. Give us all the details on where we can find the show, those dates again, and of course, the all-important tickets.
8: So if you go to our website, which is... Uh, www.grangeplayers.co.uk. You will find all the links that you need to be able to get you uh, uh, booked onto your tickets and into your seats nicely on time.
1: That does the job. And uh, say so, uh, it's going to be a great cast. And I will be there one of the nights. We'll work that out. Uh, but uh, uh, break a leg. Have a, a brilliant time. Uh, who, who do you play? Is that is that spoilers?
8: Oh uh, no, I, I I play the ill fated Amius Crail. So come uh, along if you want to see me die on stage, not for
1: the usual reasons I die on stage. Okay. Good play on words. We will enjoy that. Thank you as ever, Rod Bissett of The Grange Players. Pleasure. Thank you, Jason. Well, that's a lot for this week. Thank you so much for joining me back with episode 699 next week. I'll see you then. Turn off for now.
0: Goodbye from the milk bar. Goodbye from the milk bar. Goodbye from the milk bar. Yeah. Goodbye from the milk bar. Yeah.